Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship, located in Southeast Ontario. Unitarian Universalism is a progressive free faith grounded in the promises of community and inspired by how we hold our shared faith's principles and sources. For more information about Canadian Unitarianism, please go to our website, kuf.ca, and our national website, cuc.ca. I'd like to ask Lainey to come and light the chalice for us. Today we light this flame in gratitude for the blessing of another day, for the soft hum of our common breath, for the longing in our hearts that wants to be known. May our chalice flame light a fire in us to make us and the world more peaceful, just, and loving. Third source. I'll read it over if you want to join in. You're welcome to, or if you'd just like to contemplate while it's being read. The living tradition which we share draws from many sources. The third of the six sources we recognize is the wisdom from the world's religions which inspires us in our ethical and spiritual life. So you can see they mentioned the world's religions. So today we're focusing on the world's religions. Planting seeds of faith. We, as Unitarian Universalists, look for inspiration to all wisdom traditions that has been a thread that has woven through today's service. We seek learning, we seek insight, and we seek the continuous opportunities for growth that this offers us. As challenging as that is, and as much as on some days we really wish somebody would just tell us what to think, rather than having to figure it out. A seed, often a tiny little mustard seed, can be found in all of the major world religions as a teaching on the deep insights of karma, of potential, in Buddhism on compassion and grief, and more. And if you want proof, there's a site for mustard lovers online that actually details all of this. I'm serious. And in every single seed, 
we find a lesson ultimately about paying attention to the smallest of things and finding wisdom. The smallest of things which can grow into the greatest of things. In the Christian scriptures shared across all of the synoptic gospels, we are taught that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that when become planted can become a great tree teeming with life. And in Matthew 17:20, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. In one Hindu scripture, Chandogya Upanishad, is this passage. This soul of mine within the heart is smaller than a grain of rice or a barley corn or a mustard seed or a grain of millet or the kernel of a grain of millet. This soul of mine is greater than the earth, greater than the atmosphere, greater than the sky, greater than these words. In Judaism, the way of the righteous is to love peace that would not wantonly destroy even a mustard seed. Sefer HaChinuch, 13th century. So no matter how insignificant, the smallest things have the power to change us. But we have to pay attention to the ones that will bring growth and transformation in our quest to be the best individuals, the best people that we can be. And we also have to be careful not to pay attention to the things that will sow, the seeds that will tear apart our very beings, our families, our culture, our countries. Seeds of doubt, anger, hatred, abuse, bigotry, oppression. Humans are conditioned through evolution towards a negativity bias. That's our default. In order to not go there, we have to work at this. It has to be a practice. The author Brian Andreas wrote, I once had a garden filled with flowers that grew only on dark thoughts. But they need constant attention and one day I decided I had better things to do. The seed you plant, that which you place your attention on, is what will grow and your life will reflect your choice. The psychologist, author, and experienced meditator Dr. Rick Hansen wrote in his book called Hardwiring Happiness. The New Brain Science of Contentment, Calm, and Confidence. Quote, 
Your experiences of happiness, worry, love, anxiety can make real changes in your neural networks. The structure building processes of the nervous system are turbocharged by conscious experience and especially by what's in the foreground of your awareness. Your attention is like a combination spotlight and vacuum cleaner. It highlights what it lands on, and then it sucks it into your brain, for better or worse. He continues, there is a traditional saying that the mind takes its shape from what it rests upon. Based on what we've learned about experience-dependent neuroplasticity, a modern version would be to say that the brain takes its shape from what the mind rests upon. What you choose to pay attention to, what you place your mind on, what you point your mind at. If there are any yogis here, you're drishti. What you look at will shape your brain. I love this new science. I love the science of the brain and how little we know about the human brain and the miracle of human life. And it's telling us something that the greatest of spiritual teachers have been telling us through the ages. Every thought counts. Every action counts. And there is none that is too small. Just as the mustard seed is not too small to yield a great tree. Or in the teachings of cause and effect in Hinduism, a tree grows from a seed. But it is equally true that a tree yields fruit from which the seed comes. And a seed contains within it all of the aspects of the tree. This is the potential piece of karma. Can we expect a fig tree to grow from a seed of a banyan tree? No. Awareness, mindfulness, and consciousness of what it is that we are paying t attention to each day. That's what we're seeking, and that's where our lessons are. Being careful of the things we choose to lay our gaze on becomes more and more complex in a world that is increasingly digitized. Where we are barraged with news that is more soundbite than content. We forget to look at each other. Does this mean that we should stop or give up or throw up our hands or just let life happen without working? No, 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 as tempting as it might be. Can we take breaks when we're tired and we need a break from working with our attention and working with our consciousness? Yes, of course. You should take breaks. And even then, we can be mindful of what we are consuming, what we are bringing into our minds, what we are bringing into our consciousness, and what we are doing to our own brains.
French philosopher and activist Simone Weil wrote, quote, every time that we really concentrate our attention, we destroy the evil in ourselves. If we concentrate with this intention, a quarter of an hour of attention is better than a great many good works, end quote. In order to light a fire in us to make the world more peaceful, more just, more loving, this philosopher who died fighting the evil of bigotry and racism in Europe in 1943 is suggesting that doing all the things isn't nearly as important as training our minds. This is the wisdom that we hear from great spiritual teachers and it's the wisdom from a woman who died in her mid-30s fighting bigotry and oppression. We aspire as Unitarian Universalists to change ourselves, to make the world a better place for everyone, but it is so easy it is so easy to look at this idea and only see the first layer, to assume that it is about doing work out there, right? We're just gonna, we're gonna do the work out there. While is commending us to seek and remove the seeds of hatred and oppression placed within ourselves, within our minds, by the world around us every single day. Because ultimately, removing that from ourselves will be far more important someday than being in the work out there and allowing ourselves to be distracted from the work that should be happening in here at the same time. This is no small task as any meditator or anybody who has attempted meditation will tell you. But the pieces of the work are not small. They are powerful and have incredible potential. Notice, pay attention, choose to lift us a little closer to a world where peace is possible, beginning within you in any way possible. This work, it's so often, it's invisible to the world around you. Nobody knows you're doing it. Nobody can confirm or deny scientifically that you're doing the work that needs to happen. Only we know what's happening within ourselves. Only we know if we are standing in integrity and wanting to go deeper and working with it. Only we know and, and, over time, the accumulation of the minutes and moments of attention the minutes and moments of being dedicated to living mindfully will start to be apparent. It will be a mystery, the seed that caused this to the people who gaze at us, who look at us, who look into our lives for the lessons that our lives offer. But we will know the seeds, the many seeds we planted. And all we can offer to show them, if they ask us, is that seed. The meditation teacher Sylvia Borstein wrote, Imagine how our lives might be if everyone had even a bit more of the wisdom that comes from seeing clearly. Suppose people everywhere, simultaneously, stopped what they were doing and paid attention for only as long as it took to recognize their shared humanity. Surely, 
the heartbreak of the world's pain visible to all would convert everyone to kindness. This is, this is small. These are small things. They are personal things. And then they become great and they impact the world around us. Mary Oliver wrote, attention is the beginning of devotion. This is where we find interdependence. It is here that we begin to find faith. It is here that we can walk from here, that we can walk out into the world and be amazed by what we see, by what we can accomplish when we focus attention on the smallest of things. So I've I've selected a poem that I want to share with you. And this poem is very, very dear to me. And the poet himself was very dear to me, so I will happily admit that I'm quite likely biased. Um, These are the words of my spiritual brother and beloved friend, the poet and yogi Bharat David Bennett. He died almost two years ago, and the words he left behind and the words that he left written on my heart are a constant companion for me. This poem came out of a time when he walked into his his favorite desert on a quest to figure out how to have faith. I went into the desert on a cloudless day. I don't know why I tell you that it was cloudless. There must have been a few. I went there to pray, and as I had feared, I couldn't bend my knee. Pride wouldn't let me. I started feeling defensive, standing there on top of that dune. I looked up into the cloudless sky and I shouted, Man, if you, the almighty creator of all creation, are so prideful that you need to hear my puny little prayer, then I guess I know where I get it from. But still, I had come to pray. Someone I love had asked for the favor. So I asked for blessings to fall upon everyone I love and everyone I don't. I asked for all beings to be patient with me. I picked up a handful of white sand and I thought, the cosmic divine doesn't need me to pray, I do. I asked for a sign that I was on the right track and immediately regretted it. Man, you don't need proof, you need faith. I got up and walked down the dune, saw my first white lizard. Faith. you by surprise, doesn't it? So we have a chance now to step as a body, as a community, as a people into our own quests. You know, the nights, the nights are getting longer and the darkness is wrapping around us and cocooning us in the blessed quiet of winter. 
kind of quiet we need to do this work of mindfulness and awareness, to do the work of watching for the unexpected, and to do the work of planting the seeds of faith. May we tend the gardens filled with flowers which grow best in the presence of contentment, calm, and confidence. May we plant seeds in our own minds, hearts, and hands that we may grow and be transformed by a mustard seed of faith. And may we walk slowly, watching for the beauty and the wholeness that is humanity. Hariom Shanti Shalom Peace Blessed be Closing words today come from John Wellwood Forget about enlightenment Sit down wherever you are and listen to the wind singing in your veins Feel the love the longing the fear in your bones Open your heart to who you are right now, not who you'd like to be, not the saint you're striving to become, but the being right here before you, inside you, around you, all of you is holy. You are already more and less than whatever you can know. Breathe out. Touch in. Let go. May it be so. Blessed be. Thank you for joining us for this Sunday service podcast from the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship. Please feel free to check back each month for additional episodes. And if you're able to contribute financially to this community-supported enterprise, we would deeply appreciate your generosity in any amount.